What's up guys, it is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, back for another Monday episode of Junior Senior 2 Views. I'm here with Senior, as always. Hello, hello, hello. Now, Super Bowl was today, the Rams ended up taking it 23-20. to What a great game, we saw it. Yep. We watched it. Yep. What do you think? Um, it was a good game, uh, for the most part. It was really badly officiated. Terribly officiated, in my opinion. I mean, the obviously, you had the face mask from T. Higgins on Ramsey. Then, that whatever that Rams' final drive was, mm. with the referees making it about them. So, it, wa- it wasn't a good officiated game, but it was, a, it was a really entertaining game to watch. The Bengals had it until the last minute and a half. And they, they had it, but... In the last play, the the bad offensive line cost him again. They didn't double Aaron Donald, and he got to Burrow for the game-winning sack. So, I don't believe it was poorly officiated. I think the officials kind of backed off and allowed the game to take shape, which is fine. Because in some instances, you don't want the constant penalties, because then you have to keep starting over, and it just slows the game down. So, yeah, the T. Higgins one... It was debatable, but Jalen Ramsey got burned more than once in this game. That's besides the point. Um, well, he the the two the two times he did get burned weren't his, weren't his fault. You had the Jamar Chase catch, which was wasn't his catch. fault, and the Higgins one well, was a face mask. Again, I, they picked on him. So this is what I gleaned from the game. Um, three. I was right and you were wrong. You said 35-21. I was like, what? I don't think well, so. Well, I still predicted... So it was closer. You predicted the Bengals to win. I predicted, I the, predicted Rams the Bengals to win. win, but obviously my my score was a lot Your score was better. closer, but... So three is the, the magic number. My actual predict... The actual team prediction yeah, 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 was yeah. correct. So three is the magic number. Okay? So the Bengals won by three in each of their games, and they lose by three. Yeah. So if... And I said this before. The pressure was on... L.A. and less on Cincinnati. Yeah. They had to win. This is their first championship. Can we put that together in context as the L.A. Rams? Yeah. I know people are saying it's their second one. No, it's not. They won it in St. Louis. St. Louis and L.A. LA are two different places. Yeah. So they had to win this. Um, this is vindicate. You know, is this vindication for Matthew Stafford? Well, yeah, it is. Should he, be. He had. Um, he because you could see yeah. things kind of be a little he shaky. Saw, he had a. You he, see the ghost. Yeah, coming he, out. he had an up and down game. He threw two picks. Yeah. The his first the first pick was a deep ball. It was it was his fault. He it was a bad throw. Yeah. The second pick was was tip. was, 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 was tipped off of the receiver. Right. Who by the way was in for Odell Beckham Jr. Who yeah. didn't play for the rest of the yeah. game. Yeah. But it, but. I think Stafford played well enough this playoffs, uh, like amazing this playoffs to get them here. Yep. And all he had to do was not, uh, not be terrible, and he right. wasn't terrible the two today. Two turnovers didn't didn't. Destroy but that them. that final drive where he targeted Cup so many times well, really made up for those that, two picks. Well, as soon as that happened, I said Cooper Cup's the MVP, and rightfully so. He deserved yep. to get the MVP. Um, and, you know. and a lot of players I'm happy for on the Rams. Uh, obviously, Aaron Donald gets his ring. Uh, OBJ gets his ring. Stafford gets his so ring. So Cooper Cup, sorry to say, won the triple crown, yep. offensive player of the year, and won Super Bowl MVP. Yep. The only other player to do that is Jerry Rice. Yeah, that's, that's that, good. That thing. that is a that is like a Hall of Fame company and, right there. I mean, this this was LA swinging for the fences. They know that, and it's safe to say, it gets lean from here. Oh yeah, because yeah. you know whoever they lose, they're gonna get value back. Yeah, if they have free agents, I don't know who they are. But yeah. they're gonna be lean. There are there are grumblings that Donald wants to retire on top, but yeah. I don't think he's gonna do that. Who knows? He's thirty. 
So what do you say for the Bengals now? Because well, all the Bengals need really is, a, is line. a line. It's clearly, all clearly they, they were exposed. all they need. All they need is a line and to replace Eli Apple. That's all they need. <laughs> he was shouting at the TV. I watched you shouting at the TV. Eli Apple could not hear you. Well, I don't care no he, how much you were shouting he, at the TV. He, he can go kick rocks. Well, honestly, that's what I say. You take something else for how bad he was for the Giants. And I'm sure his Saints fans feel the same way for how bad he was for them. Well, look, a couple of things to pull from this is, I think, obviously the see, obviously the schedule next year is going to be a hell of a lot harder for the Bengals. Yep. Um, they need an offensive line because clearly Joe Burrow was slow to get up toward the end of the game. Yeah. And it looked like everyone was holding their collective breath yep. for this. They and need- I, I look, they're in the central. You'd have to worry about the Browns and the Ravens. I don't think the Steelers you know, are still looking for. They're still looking for a quarterback. They're so. probably going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I mean, again, the, the things look things look up for them. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what that goes. Next, uh, NFL offseason moves. We were just getting getting to this. Yeah. Um, there are obviously Garoppolo is going to be traded. He's that's, going. That's, to, that's a given. I, I feel. I feel like the team he could land on. Is either the Buccaneers or the Steelers because both of them need a starting quarterback. I'd say you just take the Steelers. I th- but they're going to have to give up. You take the you take the Steelers. You take the team that is good, the but you don't want to go. And I don't yeah, think but the who Steel- wants to follow the, Tom Brady. The, the Steelers need to um, they need to give up quite a few picks to get him. Well, and they don't have a line, so I don't really think they're going to do that. Um, I, I, I would be, I would agree with you on that, but they, I think it they comes have down to nobody which... behind him. They might, they might, they might. Uh, depending on where they fall in the draft, they might get Kenny Pickett, but um, we'll see what happens. So with in the that. Bleacher Report, it talks about some hypothetical moves that would be good. Yeah. So the idea is, you know, the Bengals trading for Xavier and Howard. No, no, they would have. They would have to give up s- several, several picks. To Miami, and they don't. They wouldn't. I don't. They need to build that offensive line, yeah. and with the money they need to invest in Ogan Joby, who's a free agent, Jesse Bates, who who is also a free agent, um, and the money they also need to invest in Burrow and Chase down the line. Yeah. I'd say that's a bad move, considering, um, especially since Xavier Howard's got his restructured contract. Yeah, they they've agreed. The hypothetical thing was Jimmy Garoppolo to the Buccaneers. The other hypothetical is the Titans trading for Aaron Rodgers. Wow, um, which is ballsy, but I, that I is ballsy. That. But like, are, are, Gre- so are Green Bay really going to take on that contract uh, of Tannehill? Uh, wait, whoever they trade, like they're probably going to want Tannehill back. But that contract is terrible, so I don't think Green Bay will want to do that. All right, moving on. Uh, the Buccaneers interested in Russell Wilson. So it's been reported. This would be a good move for the Buccaneers to make. This would be a fantastic move. Russell Wilson is in his prime, and he's already the supporting cast is already there in place for him. Mm-hmm. It seems like the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. It seem, it's seamless. It would just opinion. depend on what Seattle would want, and they'd want a bit. Oh, they'd want a, they'd want a king's ransom. Yeah. And I think the Bucks would be willing to give that. They have assets hmm. to give. Right. They have picks. Right. So, so I, I, I look at that going... If you're thinking about the long-term situation in Seattle and you're Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, you, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. Oh, two different I'm so sports. sorry, folks. So sorry for the one listener out there. It's Russell Westbrook 
not Russell. It's Russell Wilson. Not oh Russell. my God! I had Westbrook That's on the brain. Twice. I'm so sorry. That's twice. So now. sorry. So sorry. Redo. I would think that Russell Wilson was making so much, you know, reportedly noise last summer or last season about, you know. But this season, so, he'd probably want out, considering Seattle is going right. through a reset. And you're going into the NFC South. Look at your opponents who you played twice. Yeah. You could potentially be 6-0 and easy. Yeah. You play Carolina twice. They're no good. No. You play Atlanta twice. They're no good. No. You know? Who's the other Atlanta, who's the other team in the South right um, now? The Saints. Saints. You might split with Maybe. them. Maybe. Maybe you split with them. So, you think about the opportunity to get back to the Super Bowl. It's not a bad idea. And plus, as you and, said. And for the Bucks, they have are in ass- place right now. The Bucks have assets. The ass- team right now is the, in place. The Bucks have assets as well. They haven't. Like tr- done a lot of trades, no. so they have. But the team's in place. You yeah. have a running game. You have Byron Left, which is still there, and you have Bruce Arians. You have a receiving game. You have, you have a, a line. You have, you have defense. Yeah. I think that would be the most seamless move any team can make this offseason. All right. All right. Uh, Eric Bianami. I can never say his name right. Bianami? Future with Kansas City. Well, he's his contract's up. So yep. that much pretty much makes him someone who's out there. Now, of yep. course, you know, Eric Bieniemy, um, you there, know, other coordinators like I don't uh, Coles, are, there, are there any Byron Leftwich, Are there even any more vacancies for like coach? No, no, no head coach. No. So but, at this point, the issue is his future's up in the air. Yeah. So if I can offer any advice to Kansas City, perhaps you could do something like we want to keep you. Pay him. Not even that. We want to keep you, and we want to work your way towards being the next coach when Andy Reid decides to call it a day. Yeah. Because that day will be coming. Yeah. I don't think Andy Reid's going to want to coach much more. He's already... He's already got listened. a ring. He's got his... No, he's got his ring. Yeah. You know, it's it, it probably is, you know, invigorating to come back every season, but I don't know how much longer. Yeah. So you could potentially do a... Sort of handover to Eric Bieniemy, promoting from within. Well, promote from within because he's the architect of this offense, right? So, and so the fact that no one's come and knocking and he's gone to interviews and has missed out or just by this much or not quite. Um, I would I would think that it would he, it he'd would probably make return sense for Kansas City to look at the, the the future, not just offering him an extension contract, but going. This is what we see for you going forward. Yeah, we think. That once Andy decides it's a day, yeah, then you would fall right into his shoes, yeah, because talent like that should not go, on you know that go unrewarded. Right. And like I said, I've said it last week. I'm pretty sure I did. Was why not college? If yeah. it's not offering you any any goodness to be sitting and trying to get a job in the pros, colleges, Division One A colleges would grab up Airbnb like that, yeah, and so pay him, may, and maybe that's where he needs to go. All right, NBA trade deadline, winners and losers. I'm going to give you a winner right there. Pace, winner, winner, Pacers, Pacers, I said it last week. They should be ecstatic to what they've done this trade this trade deadline. Yeah. They, assets. They have blown it up, but they've gotten some fantastic assets. And they were, on, Hall- they were on display the other day. Yeah. Halliburton scored about 14 points. At a really no, good he game. had 23, and I think he had... I think he had a double double. But in, so, his, de- in his debut, he had, and, he had about less than that. Yeah, about fourteen. He had twenty three in the second game. Right, but so his debut he did well. That is very promising, and you've kept 
Miles Turner. Yeah. You still have Chris Duarte, who's promising. Yeah. So you have yourself a nucleus, a young nu- nucleus could form mm-hmm. within the next couple of years if you develop it right. Yeah. Um, for in terms of in terms of the Kings in that trade, oh, uh, I've I've um. I've looked at the trade since then. Demonis Sabonis has been playing well for the Kings course, since yeah. the trade, and it seems like the pairing of Fox and Demo- uh, and Demonis has been good. Yeah. But I'm not sure what this does for them down the road. I mean, mediocrity is the worst place for an NBA franchise to be, and they're going to be perpet if with this trade. I just see them perpetually being around the nine, ten right. seed. I don't. Again, this is we have to look at where the road's going for the Kings because. They have a lot of guys now sitting around. I just don't see that being the case starting next year. And season. also another ironic thing, they traded Halliburton to get rid of the long jam of guards, yet they trade for DiVincenzo? I don't know. Who knows what they're thinking, but another loser obviously is the Lakers who got nobody. Well, they were lo- they're looking in the buyout market. Well, they're, well, they're aggressively aggressively pre- uh, pursuing um, Dragic. Ha! <laughs> Goran Dragic. He went to the Spurs? He did. But yeah. I think but they were that? discussing a buyout. Right. I mean, so, I don't know if that does for them. That, again, it just makes them older again. It doesn't change their age. It doesn't change Well, Dragic is still good. Yeah, but it doesn't change yeah. a lot of things for them. Yeah. Again, they're stuck. They're stuck with this roster that I've said it. I We talked off yeah. air about, off about this that... Maybe LeBron calls it a day. This is year three. Yeah. And looking at next year going, what are we going to do with these guys? Because I'm stuck with them now. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... it's, it's well, if LeBron... Know, would, he could decide, if, that's it for me, if, I'm going back to Cleveland. If, I said it. He's not... For, first of all, if <laughs> LeBron... If LeBron, I said it. If LeBron leaves, the, the Lakers are screwed. Oh, they're dumb. They're they screwed. They got Anthony Davis and his bum legs for the rest of their lives. But he's not going back to Cleveland. And if I'm Colby Altman... There's no way I'm doing that because I'm not risking him becoming a GM again no. with the young roster that you've accumulated. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting him do that. No, if I'm cold, not 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 sacrificing that for nostalgia purposes. No. Okay, M- MLB urgency in finding the Rays a new okay. Home. The Rays we need a need, home. The Rays this Tropicana Field the, the is Ray, so sweet. The Rays need sweet place the Rays is. need to get the hell out of Tropicana Field, but <laughs> they don't need to move to another city. Tampa is a passionate sports city that supports the Bucks, and has supported the Bucks, and ha- are supporting the Lightning because they've won championships. Mm-hmm. And if the and the Rays are good, they're a good franchise. They're a good baseball team year in and year out. They know how to run run even on a meager payroll. Yeah. So this is a good franchise. But they need they need to stay in Tampa. But well, they need to get into Tampa proper. Well, this is I I think it can obviously can happen. You want to know why? Just take a look at the Miami Marlins, who suddenly had a new stadium with well, all with, with, with hear me out with all the veterans that were still there. Well, the stand was still there. They got a whole new stadium. Well, they're still in debt though. They're I in, know they're in debt but, because of Loria. But they got the stadium they wanted, and then proceeded to. Completely gut the franchise. Well, because they're in they're in debt because of Gloria. I understand. And also with the Rays, 
they had a stadium proposal in uh, Ybor City a couple of years back. Yeah. But the problem was with that, it was a glass dome yeah. in the middle of Florida. Uh, Tropicana Field is a mausoleum. No one wants to go there. The ball hits the top of the roof. It's considered a double. Or so the, Who knows? the Montreal deal is dead. Well, no one wants to watch that, games in Montreal. Yeah. No one cared when the Expo no left. One, no one's showing. Oh, no one why cared would, when the Expo why, left. What, what would Montreal have to offer them? <laughs> and what would Montreal want to offer them? No. So They're playing Olympic Stadium, which is... Horrible. Yeah, which is even worse that's, than Tropicana. Worse. Even worse. So they... They need to move to Tampa proper. Downtown Tampa is where they need to be, not St. Pete, because it's in the middle of a basin separating the two cities. Right. Which well, is at least, and most of the fan base is in downtown Tampa. Well, at least there is some talk, and at least the city is aware of it and wants to get the ball rolling. Unlike a place like Oakland, where it's very clearly, I, well, they're moving very, to Las Vegas. It's very it's clearly just, they're going to move. Well, because days. Alameda County, they had a stadium proposal for twelve billion dollars. Yeah. And they privately funded a billion, but Alameda County is not going to pony up $11 billion more dollars with all the social issues they have going on and needs for affordable housing. No. All right, moving on. All right. We have uh, Brad Marchand getting suspended I, I again. I watched this video. This guy's a moron. Well, Brad Marchand... He's a goon. Uh, Brad Marchand... He's a big goon. He's a fantastic he? player, but goon. he is a... He, he's a dirty player. He's a goon. He's a, he's a pest. He's a goon. Yeah. He was attacking the poor goalie and knocking the the goalie was taking a puck and gonna pass it to a fan. He kicked it. He knocked it out of his hand. He threw the puck down the in the other side of the ring. Yeah. I mean, he, he basically got the goalie. I mean, he was suspended six games, which is probably a lot more than anybody else should get. Well, actually, I feel I'm not defending him. He, he got the six games. He deserves six games. Yeah. Brad Marchand is a curmudgeon. But he is a fantastic player. He's he's been having a really good season. But at what expense is that? Yeah. To be to be a great player, but well, at the same time, just not well, just be a pest. well, well. A couple of years back in the playoffs, he this was this may sound weird to you in the in the Lightning series it, it, throughout that 2018 season. He was in 2017-18 season. He was licking people. Yeah. I to, that. And in the playoffs, he he lit, he licked one of his opponents, and the NHL literally had to step in and tell him stop it. And then um, we have his predecessor, who I think is the new age Brad Marchand, mm-hmm. Matthew Kuch- Matthew Turtle Kachuk, mm-hmm. um, for the Calgary Frames, who I call Turtle because back in early 2020, before COVID, we had the Battle of Alberta, and then he decked, um, I think it was Zach Cassian, and Zach Cassian wanted to fight him, but he just kept turtling like a little, uh, like a word I can't say, but yeah. So, we get players like that all the time in the NHL. It's just customary. All right. We did forget this earlier, but Brad, uh, just to let you know, hooray to Aaron Rodgers. He uh, won the MVP. <laughs> I know. I know you're just just so thrilled. Well, I mean, it, it's, thrilled. I think for a lot of people, it would be like, I don't know. I think for other people, it would be like, does he care? Would it matter? Because what mattered is he should have been in, the in Super Bowl. L.A. hoisting up a trophy you know, yeah, but they choked. It didn't happen. They choked. So it's almost like winning the MVPs, and this is his fourth. Yeah. So what? And does he it only mean? has one Lombardi. So to what does it for mean? It. What does it mean to win the MVPs? Because you're the most valuable player. It's, in not, team, it's nothing to him anymore. So you know, what does that mean? I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's it all about? Because I can't turn around and say it's it's a bad option. I'm assuming that Brady was. Right there behind him. Yeah. But I'm. I guess I'm just trying to figure out. You know, does that 
keep him happy? Does that keep him thinking, yeah, no, I got to stay in Green Bay? Because I always talk about this. about You think about these quarterback moves that may or may not happen. You got to think about what division you're going yeah, in. Yeah, but the... So the, if you're going to Denver, that's a mistake. If you're going to, you know, the AFC Central with the Steelers, potentially, that wouldn't be a AFC bad AFC North, idea. you mean. AFC North, I mean. But I... If I'm Rodgers, I'm looking at the situation of the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. You have Everything a lot is. of free agents. You, you have a off. lot of free agents leaving. A lot of quality free agents heading out the door this this um, this All spring. Season, yeah. So, like your your supporting cast is going to be decimated, and you've already felt animosity towards the franchise. If I'm Aaron Rodgers. What incentive do I have to stay? Mm. Really? What incentive does he have to stay? They're already $44 million over the cap without making a single move. Devontae Adams is probably gone. Mm. Even if they tag him, they're still they're a ridiculous amount over. They're going to be losing significant talent. Okay. The Olympics, well, just a quick segue to the Olympics. The USA yep. hockey team is currently undefeated. Yep. And this is even without NHL talent, right? As like we so like we covered a while ago. Boycotted. Yeah, well, but well because of the five. Money we, too. But, sorry. Well, I think the I think money was an issue, but I also think the big issue was around the, the five week quarantine. The five week quarantine. Yes. Of course, it, of course, money was an issue because they wouldn't have their their um the NHL wouldn't have their marketable players mm-hmm. in um in where they need to be with their teams. So what do we? Is that is that? Something for the team to be undefeated because I think people are trying to connect it and saying, "Well, this almost feels like they're the eighty squad." So there was the you know the miracle in Lake Placid, nineteen eighty. The Winter Olympics were held upstate New York, but that's a different ball game because that eighties team were young, unknown, but they were also up against you know a Russia team the Soviet that was Union. Soviet Union at the time, you know, who were stacked, older, bigger. You know, more mature, physically, you know, opposing, and they, you know, they somehow the path to get there was a little bit more harder for that team as opposed to this one. Now they just basically have time off for the quarterfinals. So yep. I mean, I think the comparisons can't be made. No, I feel like there is uh, over the years as technology and player development, especially in hockey, has become a ridiculously, ridiculously better. But I think particularly for national teams, you know, national teams are yeah. national. They're not just playing Winter Olympics. National they're not just playing national system. You got the I I IHF World Championships. Yeah. Exactly. You got that. So there are tournaments that national teams are playing besides the Winter Olympics. Yeah. So, so and especially like I mentioned before, player development has become significantly better than it was. In 1988, so I don't think you can really make a comparison between that team, which is so iconic and more has like a myth-like status yeah. in in American history yeah. than you can with this team, because people aren't really paying attention to the Winter Olympics this year for one reason or another. No, they aren't. All right. All right. And lastly, anniver- happy anniversary, Mike Tyson. Mike so Tyson. Thirty-two years ago today. There was a shock, <laughs> a shock of the scent of the ever. Thirty-two years ago, this is what happened to Mike Tyson.
Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson, one of the more iconic upsets in sports history. It was like a forty to one. It was a. It was, it was just no brainer. It was. It was a complete mismatch, and I think the. I saw. The, it. I yeah. I think Vegas has gotten significantly smarter since then because they should have been looking at bus at the time. Yeah, Mike Tyson was like the guy. Well, no one heard. Like, of, no, no one, one. Well, no one heard of Buster Douglas. Well, at least in the mainstream boxing circles, had heard of him. Probably, but again, Mike Tyson was mowing through opponents. Yeah. So this was no different. I can remember, you know, as a kid with my father going to, you know, going to relatives' house who paid good money to watch Mike Tyson fight for thirty seconds. You know, yeah. just get on the walk in there with no socks, no shirt, ding, 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 and he's on the ground. So yeah. this was expected to be a no-brainer, and the difference was. Buster Douglas had nothing to lose and actually boxed him. And you know what's even better? I've watched. Um, there's a whole um, series on YouTube by Secret Base. They do call something called Rewinder, where they go through iconic moments. They yeah. did one on this fight. Um, they covered Buster Douglas for a bit, and they said he he had lost his mother to an illness yeah. in the week leading up to, and he had an illness himself. So he was shouldering all of that. Yeah. And he won in what ten rounds. Yeah. So so I mean that kind of was the beginning of the end for Mike Tyson at that point. Yeah. I mean he got caught with the rape allegations, was in jail for a while before coming back. But I think that was sort of the peak where it all kind of came apart. So And a lot of people at the time uh accused I think it was Don King of misguiding his career, which I think is true. He came into that fight really arrogant. They didn't even bring an end swell. No. Which they they used a bag of ice on his eye. They didn't bring an end swell. His they, thought the, they thought the fight would be over. That's yeah, why. That's they thought it'd be like done. They, all right, that's gonna be it for uh, Monday episode. Um, Super Bowl NFL season done. is done and dusted. There'll still be some stuff about off season. Oh, uh, of course, of, of course. Things, there'll be other stuff to talk yeah. about now. But uh, just brings more things coming. We got. NBA playoffs coming soon. Mm-hmm. Stanley Cup playoffs coming soon. Mm-hmm. And now you get to finally pay attention to hockey. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to, but we'll see. It's what playoffs. Come yeah, on yeah, now. We'll see what happens. But we have a lot of interesting storylines in both both leagues. MLB, whenever that comes we back. We haven't locked down it. Who knows? But if you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing every uh, Monday AST and Friday AST or Saturday AST, depending, depending on, on how happened. we feel. <laughs> but. That'll be our show for this this uh, Monday, Friday. We're coming back, see and we will see you then. Bye.